Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Episode 15 of the Play By Ear podcast is on the air. I don't, do you say that for podcasts? On the air? On the web? On the cloud? On the... I don't, I don't even know. But On the mind. I've, yeah. I've been oh. telling my dad that we're not on the air because he keeps wanting to call in. So don't say we're on the air and then he's going to be like, I knew I could call you guys. Chuck, you're on the air. <laughs> no, I, whatever it is we are, our episode's been uploaded. You're hearing us wherever you're hearing us. But hey, welcome anyway. It's episode 15. Uh, Brady, welcome. Hi. Welcome, sir. Good night. Todd. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Eric Fiscus, and uh, once again, we welcome you. Uh, our average of 70 listeners, that's what our numbers say right now. We uh, are over 1,100 unique plays. I think that's what the terminology is in podcast world. <laughs> they uh, know us well. Yeah, really. So uh, thanks for joining us. And as I said last time, everyone's kind of headed back to work. So I think it's kind of where we started. People were listening to us on their way to work, and hopefully that continues and we are a good company on the road. And that kind of segues me in to our voice message that was left for us. And a voice message is from Kenny. Uh, Kenny uh, talks about where he listens to us and uh, different parts of our podcast that he enjoys. So, Kenny, take it away. Hey, fellas. Kenny Enlow here, lifelong Sardinian and a frequent listener of Play It By Your Podcast. I just wanted to let you guys know that even though I'm a few years older than you, that I can relate to a lot of your discussions. In fact, I think it was from episode number one, um, I actually witnessed the wart charmer in action when I was a kid. So there's that. And I usually listen on my way to and from work, and I'm always guaranteed a few good belly laughs, whether it's you guys talking about intestinal distress or, or the skinning of the pie, with the, which uh, has got me a few strange looks at stoplights. And I'll give you guys all the credit for that, and that's something for you to be proud of. So, um, hey, just keep up the good work, and thanks. Thank you very much. And uh, intestinal distress <laughs> has become a buzzword. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've been pushing that over the course of many episodes, <laughs> and it has now reached uh, legendary status. Brady, you've done it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like thank to just you. personally say yeah, thank you, Kenny. That was uh, that was very complimentary, and uh, definitely makes us makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside to hear that people are enjoying it, and you know, especially when they can talk about specific things from fourteen episodes ago. Yeah, right. and. Uh, and and it goes to show you, you never know who's listening. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Kenny. So, yes. Thanks a lot. Uh, also want to give a shout out to another one of our, and I'll use Brady's term again, earbuds, one of our fans, uh, Kurt Dietrich. If you're into history, now he teaches in Claremont County. So he has started a, a video YouTube, I don't think you can call them podcast, video cast or whatever, 
uh, where is Mr. Dietrich? And he goes to different historical sites in Claremont County and uh, does a little mini show on those. And so if you're interested in such things, give give it a look-see. It's very interesting to me. Of course, I'm an old social studies teacher, but I think a lot of people, as they get older, they start to appreciate history more than maybe they did in their earlier years. So, again, Kurt's a big fan, so I want to give him a little uh, cross-promotion there. Yeah, I, I agree to that. It's one thing that I talk about as a fourth grade history teacher. I think sometimes it's hard to get fourth graders to, uh, you know, to have much interest in some of the things that we're trying to, to teach them. But I do think that it, it seems like it seems like you either hate social studies and, and history or you love it in school. But I agree that as you get older, you know, and you start to see the significance of it and uh, and, you know, in times where you want to make sure that it doesn't repeat itself, I think we all get a little more interested in it so very cool it just dawned on me that we have a podcast booth full of uh social studies teachers because i teach fifth grade social studies and um so mr dietrich thank you very much you you've yeah. got some compadres and in interest here so props to you man yes so <clears throat> search out where's mr dietrich on youtube you can find it there all right so with that Again, the Play by Ear podcast, if you've not joined us before, the way this works, each of us come to the table with a topic. It is mainly unrehearsed. Uh, now I'm not going to say we don't talk about it, the topics at all. Uh, we do kind of lay a baseline as far as what we're going to talk about. So there is a little lead time, but not much. So uh, a lot of the conversation you hear is organic uh, and just kind of is playing by ear. That's why the podcast is called what it's called. So... Uh, we also rotate who goes first in each of our podcasts, and tonight it is Todd's turn to lead us off. All right. Thank you. Thank Todd, you. Todd, you're up. Uh, you know, to touch on what you were saying there, Eric, about kind of explain, because you guys probably get asked, I get asked quite a bit about the process of our podcast, and I think the, the best way that I've, I've found to, at least the way that makes the most sense to me to explain it to people is... We don't want to surprise each other with our topics, so we we definitely discuss and kind of you know somewhat agree on the topic the topics before we go, but we do not go into a lot of detail and note taking and research and things like that. Uh, so maybe that it clears it up for for those that are interested. It would be unfair, I think, for us just to surprise one another with topics. Although we could try that sometime, that might be fun to do for an episode. But anywho. Brady, you had suggested before I get started with my topic that we do something we rarely do, and that is just to call back briefly to the last episode. And the the last episode, I believe it was, uh, I think it was your topic. I can't remember exactly whose topic it was, but it was odd foods. Yes. And, and we talked a lot about spam, treats, potted meat, uh, Vienna sausages. We talked a lot about those things, and there was one food, one meat product that we, we wanted to Again. talk about. <laughs> Meat in quotation marks. <laughs> I, yes, we use that term loosely. Uh, Brady, what is that? You go ahead and... Okay, well, let's set it up because, like, this has been a legendary laugh-a-thon when this thing happened, and I couldn't believe that we got through the episode without bringing it back, but one of our dear friends, um, in the Cincinnati area, there is a popular uh, company. It's called JTM. And they uh, frequently advertise on, you know, Reds games, Bengals games. And it features, you know, like different kind of grilling foods. And there was a very, very distinct 
memory, uh, our, our friend Doug, uh, we were just talking about it. And one of us just went, I wonder what JTM stands for. And Doug replied with one of the funniest responses ever. And, and he doesn't sound like this, but he played it up for comedy. So when we said, wonder what JTM stands for? And he goes, Jesus, that's meat. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so that is what JTM has stood for, for the rest of my life. And I think I laughed so entirely hard that I couldn't even eat the uh, the blessed meat. And um, so we, we just could, I, I couldn't do this topic without bringing that story up. And I hope you think it's as somewhat as amusing as we did, but it, it's a legendary story. Now, I, I don't want to disparage JTM because I'm going to speak for myself personally. I, I like me a JTM burger. Mm-hmm. So uh, now... Can I disparage a little bit? Because I've had really good JTMs. I guess you there can was, do whatever you want. Well, yeah, they're going to come and hunt me down. But like, um, the the one there was one time I had some JTM grilling patties. I'm assuming it was hamburger, but they tasted like farm animal smells. It it, it smelled like like a cow. It, it smelled like a farm animal. And I think it, it was just something wrong with it, but I had a hard time eating JTMs for a while after that. Yeah, well, It kind of is a farm animal, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but it, it, it's definitely a specific odor and all of you listeners out there, you know exactly what I mean. It's a cross between animal smell and animal droppings and hay is well, the best way to I don't think that everyone can. I don't think everyone, because everyone doesn't have the snoot that you have, Brady. It's uh, a blessing and a curse. (laughs) I'm going to side with Eric here. I I, I would go as far as to say I really enjoy a a JTM. Obviously, the griller has a lot to do with it, uh, but I I enjoy JTMs. I remember, you know, the old Martins, not the old Martins, but the Martins when it was out there on 32. Uh, I can remember them having cookouts for different things and different organizations maybe having a cookout there. And it seemed like they were always frying up some JTMs or grilling up some JTMs and uh, always enjoyed a good JTM burger. They had JTM hoagies, patties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JTM, uh, like, like a uh, manwich or whatever, like, uh, like uh, Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. <laughs> Yeah, and they may be unkempt Jose on this show. <laughs> unkempt Jose, shout out to Kyle Brewer. Uh, they might have even had funny. taco meat, which maybe JTM stands for juicy taco meat. <laughs> actually, it stands for Jerry and Terry Moss. That's oh, what it actually stands for. It's the Moss boring. family that owns it. So. Oh, so they own it. They're not actually the product that they disappeared. <laughs> they came the patty. <laughs> That'd be it. No. no. Okay, good. You've watched good. Fargo too many times. <laughs> All right. So I, I know that I took some of our, of our time there, but that was a special request from Brady to bring up the JTM since we, we missed it. And, and just so everyone knows, we know we miss a lot. We know it later. Um, you know, my wife probably says 25 times an episode when she's listening is, you know, how come nobody thought to say this? It's And all I can say is it's it's it sounds easier than what it is, you know, when you're in the in the moment and you have a time limit and skilled individuals like us, we are finely <laughs> tuned machines. So. We, we we miss a lot. We are not perfect and we are not uh, we're not professionals just yet, I don't believe. But there's a little pressure in all this. Yeah. Yeah. Timer, like you said. Well, we've talked about amateurs. This. 
we've talked about, I don't know if we've, if we've said this or not, but, um, and again, this maybe is just interesting to people who, who are, are, you know, kind of want to know how the inner workings are, but we've talked before how, when we're finished with a, with an episode recording it, we feel like we've been, you know, running a marathon, running a marathon or in a fight or in, you know, something, it's just, you're spent. Uh, I compared it to when you work from a ladder all day and, and, you know, you don't realize it at the time, but you're, you're hanging onto that ladder with every muscle in your body to keep from falling off. And the next day you feel it, even though you don't really remember maybe working that hard, it's kind of the same way with this. So please forgive us if we miss things and keep bringing them up to us. It doesn't hurt our feelings any. No. Uh, So, all right, let me get to my topic here real quick. And I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about it, which is odd because we're teachers, we're educators. So I'm going to let, Brady or Eric, one kind of throw out our disclaimer, but I'll announce the topic first, and that is sophomoric shenanigans. So before we get into this, I believe that one of you should probably uh, give a disclaimer. Do the duties. Yeah. I'll do it. Yes. Go for it, sir. Okay, so again, I will speak for myself, and I think this probably maybe goes for Brady, too. Maybe not so much for Todd at that age, but uh, I'll say it anyway. Um. (laughs) We tend, we again, me and Brady tend all of our lives not to be too uh, impulsive in things that we did. Uh, we kind of towed the line. We didn't get into trouble or anything like that. But there were certain things that we chose to do on the spur of the moment, uh, generally for the purpose of a laugh, uh, more so than anything. But uh, things that uh, I refer to in my later life as a high school teacher and sometimes refer back to being the father of a now 19-year-old son called UFLS, Undeveloped Frontal Lobe Syndrome. So there's no forethought to a lot of things that happen when you're a teenager. It just kind of happens and then think back and say, wow, I can't believe I did that. And a lot of times you got to laugh out of it, which kind of made it worth it. But um, I was not one to venture out into that too much. But uh, I think, again, I'll... I'll throw Todd under the bus there. I believe he was more <laughs> inclined to do such things at, uh, at that age than maybe me and Brady were. But so his stories might have a little more uh, risk. Yeah, risk, <laughs> yes. risk involved. Yeah, I, I I'll own up to that. I guess I, uh, I I you know I was never in a lot of trouble. I I would call myself a class clown, definitely. Um, which I've actually I've talked to some of my fellow teachers and. I think sometimes that actually helps me as a teacher because, you know, I, I know, I know what it was like to be the kid that was trying to get everyone to laugh and, you know, maybe not taking things so seriously. So I, I try to, I try to remember that when I'm, you know, dealing with that type of student and, uh, I have a little bit of a soft spot for the, for the class clowns, but I will say that kids these days, uh, their class clowns these days are much better behaved than the class clowns that <laughs> when we were younger. I, I will say that. Uh, so I'll start here. I have a couple of little stories to share and that are kind of set up what, where this is going to go. And then I'll pass it up to over to you guys. So a lot of my memories from being in school in high school and of my shenanigans really kind of happened in, in one or two areas of the, of the building. And I had a sidekick in school, uh, I don't think he'd mind if I mentioned his name. His name's Zach, first names only, obviously. And Zach and I were usually up to something. And one of the things that we, we enjoyed doing was giving our uh, chemistry teacher a hard time. 
And I'd like to start off by saying I had no business being in chemistry. Uh, to this day, one of the most difficult classes I've ever taken. I, I, you know, I, it was very hard. I probably shouldn't have been in there, but that's not, that's. I don't think anyone who ever took chemistry save for a few people should have been in. there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this particular teacher, and and again, won't mention names, uh, love the guy. He is a male. I will say that. Uh, Great teacher. And he would, he liked to cut up and, and would let you kind of cut up with him and, and, but then you could take it a little too far, which Zach and I usually did. And just some of the things that we did, uh, <laughs> one particular day we were, this actually, he, this same teacher also taught computer science or something. It was called, I can't remember what it was called. It was the day of the floppy disk. So that's how long ago it was. <laughs> and, uh, and this particular, it was, we were getting ready to go. I, I don't think it was Christmas break, but it, it was, it was an extended break. I don't know if it would have been just some sort of three day weekend or whatever, spring break maybe. And so everyone was kind of in a, in a, in a mood. We were, you know, there was some horseplay and, and, uh, some tomfoolery going on. And this particular teacher who I, I had heard was, was, you know, a, a karate, uh, person. He knew karate. And, and so he was kind of messing around doing some, you know, fake karate chops and stuff towards us. And, uh, for whatever reason, I thought it would be a good idea to get a hold of his arm and give him the most intense snake bite I've ever given anyone in my life. Uh, for those of you who do not know what a snake bite is, you got, you got horse bites or, or donkey bites, whatever you want to call them. That's where you use your whole hand. A snake bite is when you just take your, your two fingers into, and you make them into pincers and you, and, but you bend them back. So you get that strong knuckle, the bottom knuckle and, and you get a hold of, of some loose skin. Usually under the, uh, arm is good. Like, right. You know, and so I get a hold of this teacher and. And I dig in and he, we kind of make eye contact. And at that point I should have let go, but I dig in more. And then I do what you have to do on the snake bite. You got to twist and you, and you twist in a roll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except if you were to ever pinch and roll that intensely, you would, uh, you would probably be in the ER. Be but, and there's only one way to twist on a snake bite. You twist clockwise. You twist clockwise because you're going with your, I think your strong arm when you do that. And so I twist and I twist and I twist. And then the last thing with a snake bite is you pop it off. You, uh, you know, you, you pull it off of the, uh, of the, the bitten area. And his other hand came over and stink. I think it was just, you know, it was, it was, uh, a reflex. He came over and kind of bopped me on the head. Like, you know, nothing, nothing hard, nothing. It was nothing that it hurt. It was just not a, Hey, less stop than that. you deserved. Yes. Much less than I deserved. in all fun of games. So yeah, it didn't think anything out. This was not, again, there was no anger here. This was not me. I don't want anyone to say, ah, oh, Todd fought a teacher or anything. No, it was nothing like that. Well, so we go about our business and we go home for the extended weekend or whatever. And, uh, we come back to school the next week and he comes up to me and he says, uh, you know, Mr. Griffin, uh, to show you something here, and he pulls his sleeve up, and I swear every color under the every color you could think of on his arm, it was yellow and blue and purple and black. It was the most terrible bruise I've ever seen, and I felt absolutely terrible. So I go into apology mode, and he's and and he he told me he's like, you know, hey, I was horse playing with you, and you know, don't ever do that again, or you're going to get suspended, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> it, which was cool how teachers, you know, back then they were pretty cool. They, they I don't know that a student. Us. I don't know that a student could get by with that now. Um, oh, no. no. Yeah, and I don't know that they should. I don't know that I should have gotten by with it. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, my snake bite to uh, to that teacher was one of my 
sophomoric shenanigans that I'll never forget. Now I'm going to ask an off the wall question here and it has nothing to do with your snake bite or anything, but you, you mentioned floppy disks. Um, I mean, Brady had the same teacher for computer science. And again, we've always said in the show that you're somewhat younger than we are. Mm-hmm. Now we use computers that had actual floppy disks. They flopped. Now there were floppy disks that flopped and then there were the smaller floppy disks that were plastic and did not flop. So they which were firm flop, Yes, firm disks, firm floppy disks. So which floppy disk did you use? I'm I remember the firm, the smaller firm disk. But I believe these were good old-fashioned floppy disks. I think they were still, you know, this would have been 90, 94, around there. So the green screen Apple IIG. Yeah, yeah. With the floppy, oh, wow. floppy disk. Yeah. Uh, same same teacher, different class. So this this would have been the chemistry classroom, which you guys remember that. It was, you had the tables set up, and, you know, you sat on stools behind the tall kind of yeah. tables. And uh, so Zach and I, we... We got in quite a bit of trouble, and uh, one particular day we we broke a Bunsen burner because we were we had a hold of the. Uh, you guys have to help me here again. I was not a chemistry person, not a science person, but the hose, the the flexi rubber hose. What what is that called? Term is hose. Yeah. Okay. And so we were we were trying tubing. to <laughs> the tubing, the, but it was but it was rubber like a rubber band. Yeah. And we were trying to yeah. to flick people with this rubber band and uh one of us i I actually think it might have been zach but let go of the rubber band and it hit a a stack of bunsen burners and just shattered you know (laughs) 15 bunsen burners or whatever's glass all over the place and uh and that was that was the end of of several things that we had that was the final that was that was it that was what when he'd had enough so he moves us to the front of the classroom and you would think that would have been enough right there to get us to to calm down, but what we saw was an opportunity to uh, make some paper wads and play baseball with our pencils and the paper wads. And now we were we were perfect range for the chalkboard to be the the outfield wall. The green. So if monster. you got it over, if you got it over top of the of the chalkboard, you know, with a tray, that was a home run. And so whenever this teacher would have their back turned, Zach and I would be there taking our pencils and hitting these paper wads and. And Zach, he was the funniest because whenever he'd hit a home run, it didn't matter what was going on in class. He would stand up and like raise his hands like in celebration. It could be right in the middle of class and just he'd stand up and raise his hands in celebration to, you know, to celebrate the home run. And uh, so while we were up there, and I'm not going to go into details here because it's now that I'm older, it's a little more embarrassing. But uh, Zach and I, we were, uh, we fashioned ourselves uh, rappers. We were going to be. Uh, famous rappers so we would we had some we had some material we had made up and some some rap songs and and it was probably stuff that we shouldn't have been rapping about but anyway uh one of one of the days we were doing something and and this teacher got angry and he grabbed a notebook which happened to have all of our songs in it and he threw it out in the hallway and our songs just went everywhere out in the hallway oh and uh (laughs) So Zach and I look each at each other and just kind of nod, and Zach runs out of the room and starts scooping all these papers up because we knew that if if the principal came by or, or someone that we would have been in trouble. If they would have seen this tornado of papers flying in the hallway. Uh, <laughs> they had the explicit lyric tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Zach, if you're listening, man, those uh, fun times, sophomore shenanigans indeed. 
So, yeah. so Todd, how did you how did you manage? And I I don't believe you ever got suspended, did you? Mm-mm. Uh, how how did you manage that? Uh, well, I, I believe you know. There's really no way for me to answer this without. I don't I don't want to sound cocky at all, but I I, I think I was likable. You know, I mean, I I, I treated my teachers well. I, I cut up with them, and they they were usually. I liked my teachers. I was not mean to them. Even the snake bite was not done out of meanness or angst. And and a lot of times I would, Love. yeah. Well, a lot of times they were in on the fun. I mean, you know, and uh, and so I think that had a lot to do with it. I, I I wasn't there to cause trouble. I I wasn't there to do my job. Definitely, I should have been learning and paying attention. <laughs> but I uh, I think it was just, you know, it was innocent enough, but yet lighthearted and respectful to where. I never pushed it too far. And I, I, you know, I think that's probably it. Well, and, and I asked that question, I guess I actually get it because of the three of us who have all are all in education. I'm the only one that taught high school. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess that's the stance I always took. I mean, things would happen in my classes, but I'd kind of give credit to people who were funny, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if it was probably something they should have gotten in more trouble for. Yeah. Yeah. But if it made me laugh, okay, you, you get credit for that. Don't do it again, but yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Um, Kudos. I would like to go back to that chemistry lab. Uh, you know, what a scary job is to be a high school chemistry teacher and give things that are flammable and possibly explosive <laughs> to youths. Um, now, it did happen in our class, Eric, but I know that the uh, the class ahead of us, somebody took off the tubing um, off of the Bunsen burner, and while gas was pouring, they, they put it into a uh, uh, like a tray of water just to see what would happen, and then they lit the water, and the water exploded. Yeah. And I think that whole lot got banned from labs. Now, now shall I go into who in our class uh, heated a graduated cylinder on a Bunsen burner, Brady? Oh, but, but that was an accident. Um, I, I I was doing what I was supposed to, and I, I was heating a um I was heating a uh oh, geez a test tube over the Bunsen burner like I was supposed to, but I was so paying attention to what I was doing, I neglected to take the cork or the stopper off of the um test the said test tube. Now and wait, it a minute. Shot. wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, the graduated cylinder was not meant to be heated. There was that. Then there was the fact that you had the stopper in the graduated cylinder. So there are two <laughs> two true. chemistry two. fouls here in one fell swoop. <laughs> what was I thinking, man? Yeah. I, did I like, by the way, I think Eric, you just made me realize that I misspoke, which isn't a rarity, but I I think I said I broke Bunsen burners. Did I say that? Yeah. I, yeah, I believe uh, I meant beakers. I didn't correct you. I meant beakers. Yeah, the, sorry. The yeah. Bu- the tube to the Bunsen burner, but we use that to break the glass beakers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Bunsen burners are not glass, so sorry. Yeah. So uh now now we've gotten off on this tangent about chemistry class, which, you know, has I think has some entertainment value. Uh of course again, I just told that story on Brady. Um now Brady would get mad at me and then I don't know if this falls under sophomoric hijinks. Junior hijinks because it was our junior year. Yeah, well, so at the tables, and there were the long lab tables. Brady sat on the end. I sat in the second seat, and another one of our classmates, obviously, sat in the third seat. So 
uh, let's just say, and I, I don't mean to disparage this teacher at all, because again, I like Todd, think the world of him still to this day, I do. But I believe he realized that the subject matter in the class was very difficult. So I believe he allowed for a little bit of a team effort, let's just say, in regard to assessment. And I'll use the educational phraseology now. <laughs> um, so to put it into layman's terms, whenever there was a test, uh, there was a lot of uh, comparison of answers, let's just say. And I... I don't want to, again, disparage him. I think he was aware of that to a certain extent. Um, again, it just allowed to get us through. But So I had the opportunity where I sat to be able to compare my answers to two people. So by process of elimination, I could look over here and look over there and think, okay, this is what I have. What looks the best? Brady only had it. <laughs> his uh, ability to compare to my answers, which were obviously <laughs> terrible. So I would end up with better grades on tests and that made him angry yeah. to no end. He would pilfer from both of us and then he would benefit. And there was nobody, the only thing I could pilfer from is the cornfield out the, you know, <laughs> looking out the window from the other side. Uh, yeah. I always thought that was a little bit of a craven misjustice. But brilliantly played. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that struggled in that classroom because, you know, we would do the whole you check your workbook or whatever and you would do which the classic count up, which, you know, if it, you count and see, OK, I have to answer number 17. So I know I'm at least going to have that one done or whatever. And and it never failed, never failed. Like three people before you, that one student that was ballsy enough to say, I don't have mine done. And then you got to, oh, my gosh, now I got to go, you know, now I got to answer the one before that. And hated that feeling. It, and this is going to fast forward in, in all seriousness. Um, the most difficult test I ever took, fast forward like three, four years, where I had to take organic chem in um, college, you know, where you always hear the uh, pop culture references to pulling an all-nighter. I was up 26 hours straight because um, – I had to, you know, I was driven and wanted to get a B in this class, and I just stayed up 26 hours straight, and uh, that was the most difficult test I've ever studied for, so organic chem about killed me. <laughs> okay, Todd, I'm, I'm going to back up to what you just said, because I legitimately have a question. So you're going through in class and trying to figure out which problem in the workbook you had to have done, and then you, the the plan was always foiled by people who you, in your words, were, quote, ballsy enough to say, I don't have it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were ballsy enough to give a snake bite to a teacher <laughs> and to play baseball with paper wads behind his back, yet you were not ballsy enough to say, I don't have this done, <laughs> which probably would not have surprised him at all. Well, no, but I, but I think it goes back in a way to that. The question you asked, I was respectful enough to want to please them. You know what I mean? I wanted them to, to at least think that I had given effort, uh, and I don't want to make it sound like that. I was that way in every class. This, I, I, I was really out of my element here. <laughs> no pun intended. Well, well again, I, <laughs> nice. <laughs> out of his um, I see what you did there. No, I, I believe five percent of people who ever went through that class were out of their <laughs> element, really, or not out of their element. I should say, uh, me and Brady included in that yeah. out of our element. Brady, any sophomoric shenanigans that you uh, care to discuss? Oh, man. Um, 
The one that really comes to mind, um, and I was not a, uh, once again, I, I keep on saying this, I'm a pretty chill guy. I'm not one to inflict violence and pain on others. But um, there was this stupid game we would always play, and it involved throwing keys, a pen, some weighted object at your friend's nether regions. <laughs> and... um. You would try to hit them with it, but I'll see if you just did it and did say anything. That's not cool. That's just assault. But you had to yell out the word bleat <laughs> as, as long as you signaled that it was coming. So <laughs> if I if I were just to throw my keys at your um, genitals and not say anything, that's just mean. But if I went bleat, and that was kind of like a fighting chance, so you would try to hit each other. With the keys, but you just had to yell "bleat" first. <laughs> and 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 the highest action in life is when you could negate a bleat before it happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, a bleat blocker. Yes, he had the reflexes of a jungle cat and do the you know the Danielson wax on wax off, and he would just block the keys before they struck you in the orbs. Well, and um, <laughs> so well, and and. I would like to add for our lady listeners out there, we understand this is strictly a male thing, and we we know how stupid <laughs> we, we, are, we were to be uh, to be doing this. But you guys passed the boit down to to me, obviously, because we did the same thing. But <laughs> but I would like to add, Brady's being a little too generous. I think Brady is making it sound like you you say boit, and some some time goes by, and then you slowly. You know, reach out and and throw the key. It was it was almost simultaneously. It was bleat boing. I mean, it was like, it was, yeah. The object yeah. was in flight when the word bleat <laughs> was said. Sometimes it was after the after it actually well, happened. That was wrong. It's like, man. That it's was like yelling four after the golf ball bounces off somebody's cranium. Uh, yeah. And that's not sporty nor cool. If you that's just hitting somebody and that's just hitting somebody in the generals. That's mean. But if you give him the fighting chance of yelling bleat, that becomes a sophomore game. So. um I could still remember getting hit by uh, SJ's class of 89 brass key thing. It, oh, man. They got me good a couple times. So um, so that, 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 that one comes to mind is sophomoric shenanigans. Definitely. That is definitely something that you grow out of. Think about that. Yes. You don't see a whole lot of 40-year-old men <laughs> hitting each other in the crotch with keys. Well, no, because once you get about 40, you have to start aiming at the knees. So, but... Oh, you set that up too perfectly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so the volleyball has been set. Todd, would you like to spike it or would I? Eric, I would like you to. I, I feel like I talked a lot at the beginning, so it's your turn. Okay. Um, Brady, I would say... The usual 40-something was you at 18. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm too blushing right now to tell a story. Just, uh, He's been rendered speechless. I, well, you've heard of long in the tooth. Well, Brady was uh, <laughs> apparently... Uh, now, now let, okay. Long in the now booth. Let, 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 let's not be too crass. <laughs> But there, there was just a couple incidents where, um, and I don't, I whether it was the type of athletic shorts or whatever, but um, that I'd kind of maimed myself sitting down in an uncomfortable way, 
and uh, I received a lot <laughs> of. Uh, now it was not only once. Now, yeah. come on. Well, I'm not yeah. saying it was once, but it had to have. It, it stuck. So I mean, uh, literally. No <laughs> It had to be said enough, but, uh, and again, I'll, I'll try to tiptoe around this as well, because I just always remember thinking, how, how does that, how does that happen? How does one, how does one. And about 30 years later, you found out. Yeah. Let's, let's just let the listeners know he would sit on himself. (laughs) (laughs) Like he was carrying his, you know, you people go to basketball games and stuff. Now they have a little chair they take to set in the bleachers. Brady was walking around with one constantly. (laughs) So, uh. People, uh, certain people complained about man spreading. I mean, Brady had to man spread because. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah. it, it was just like um, it. It was just a couple unfortunate incidents, but they were just very memorable. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> That's why we had a really good laugh when there was a uh, a tweet that was making its way around. But it was some, I don't, I forget what event it was, but some gentleman was sitting down and it was obvious that's what happened to him. (laughs) Shot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We got to put that video on our our Facebook page. (laughs) That's been seen by millions. Yeah. (laughs) I believe, yeah. I mean, there was nothing terse or taut about the situation. And I think that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely uncomfortable. We'll do like the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> All right. I know we're out of time. Eric, I don't know that you shared a sophomoric shenanigan. Well, again, I guess these probably have the the uh, recurring theme of uh, hitting someone in the, as Brady said, nether regions. And I guess I have two. I'll tell the two that uh, that come to my mind. Uh <laughs> two yeah <laughs> um first of all uh we were in band and we were practicing our marching band show and the band director would get up on top of the school building because we didn't have a football field we we're just out in this field it had football lines on it so he would get up on top of the building so he could see the entire band in their formations so there were times that he would be working or trying to instruct one side of the band, and I was standing on the other. So this one particular day, one of my classmates who was standing in the formation in front of me uh, was uh, standing with his feet somewhat separated, let's just say. He was manspreading. Manspreading, yeah. (laughs) So I thought it'd be a nifty idea to go up behind him and uh, hook my foot... (laughs) Uh, like a gap into the uh, most painful area that you can hook a foot into a male. You meat hooked him. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) so to speak. Racked, I believe, was the uh, term that was used back in the day. And uh, he went down in a heap. And again, I don't know how I kept from getting in trouble at that point, but I didn't. And, uh, he so was in some obvious pain. So draw us a paint a picture here, Eric. Did you you extended your leg straight out? St- yes, uh, straight out. Go, knee knee not bent. Yeah, to go in front of his uh, nether yeah, regions. That is his my my foot was up and down, straight up and down. Okay, perpendicular to my leg. Okay, and <laughs> as I, they as they usually are. Yeah, well, depending. I mean, it, it could be straight out if you're pointing your toe, but <laughs> my toe was pointed up, and I went up. 
between his his legs and up and under and kind of pulled my foot back. <laughs> so you perped his dickular. <laughs> Only if it had been in math class. Oh my gosh. So you, you did the opposite of punting him. You, yes. You, uh, what would you call that? <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I don't know. It's got to be a word for it, but I see what you're saying now. You, yeah. Yeah. You, that's, that's quite a technique. Yeah. So, uh, there was that, and then the other story that comes to my mind is again in, in class, although a more uh, a smaller area in a in a cafeteria. We were in study hall, sitting at tables, cafeteria tables, and one of my classmates was sitting behind me, facing the opposite direction. And as I turned around, I saw that he was kind of leaned forward, and the waistband of his underwear was visible. <laughs> so I thought, "Hey, I'm gonna wedgie." <laughs> my classmate. So I turned around and it was the most glorious of wedgies ever. <laughs> Grabbed a hold of the waistband of the underwear. And I, and I never was able to jump very high, but I think my feet may have left the floor as I grabbed the uh, underwear waistband and pulled up and the underwear waistband ripped off. And, uh, the uh, other part of just under the waistband was, let's just say, uh, very much more visible on his back than they were before. <laughs> I, I just so. had this mental image of Eric, instead of holding a basketball, like holding an underwear band in the Air Jordan pose where both <laughs> feet were sticking out and straight up, like holding it like a prize. It, it, it was something like that, yeah. Oh. And... Uh, if if you're listening out there, you probably know who you are. I apologize for that uh, little mishap there uh, that I inflicted upon you 35 years ago. And I'm going to go back to it. You know, both of those incidents, Eric, that were very out of character for you because, you know, once again, we uh, we would jostle each other, but we were never ones to get physical or anything. But for you to do the like the the power mega bomb of um, wedgies, where you know you pulled it up to his neck, that, I, I just can't yeah. imagine that going well. I can't imagine them not like turning around and leveling you. Well, and and again, I guess it was just such a surprise, and it, I did not get in trouble. There had to oh. been a teacher in there, and I can't even remember that. But yeah, again, I th- I think that that teachers were just saints they were just they were i mean and you guys all you know we all are musicians music lovers and and you know eric riding with you in the car for many many years i know you are a uh you you tend to play the drums on your steering wheel uh you know like like anyone else who loves music and and i can remember just without even thinking being in high school and and just if a song came into my head, I mean, just start pounding it out on the desk. Just, just play, it. and then, and then, of course, Zach would chime in. You know, he'd come in with the snare, and I'd have the bass. I mean, and it happened over and over again. And, it, and I mean, it was it just. I mean, it was. It literally was like this. I don't know if the mic will pick it up, but it would be like I'd look over, and Zach would be kind of rubbing the desk, looking for the sweet spot, and then all of a sudden, it'd be just a couple like that, and then I'd hear it, and we'd we'd make eye contact, and be like. I mean, and that's what we would do. It didn't matter if it was the, the cafeteria table, the the glass beside the front doors of the building. I mean, wherever we were, and the teachers just again, they were 
If you're listening, teachers, <laughs> you guys were earning your paychecks. <laughs> um, I, I know what you're going to do. I, I'm looking at Brady here on the screen. Yeah, he, yeah. Has a, he has a notebook, a spiral bound notebook. <laughs> Ready? So, uh, you know, we, we, would do, uh, we would do something similar to that, and uh, I would start. Don't, 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 don't. Don't, 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 don't. There you go. Keep, keep going with it, fellas. Don't, 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 don't. Brady's off. Brady's off. He must no, be I, I'm actually on. I think there's a little bit of a delay. Yeah, yeah. A, because when I'm hearing you, it's right on. I could tell that you're not hearing it. But <laughs> All right. Anyway. For, mu- for, for music aficionados, that is uh, Touch and Go by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> Yes. Or, no, excuse me, Emerson, Lake, and Powell, one ELP, one of those. Yeah. So uh, w- whenever this social distancing stuff goes away and we can get together, we'll do a much better rendition of that. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we are we done with our sophomore hijinks? Oh, I think it's like anything else. We could talk forever about it, but we have we have more fun to – yes. there's more fun to be had is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there is. Brady, you're next. Well, I have to give a disclaimer with this, uh, a warning with this uh, topic. Um, just kidding. Um, and I want to give a shout out because this is one of, you know, uh, where uh, Mr. Dietrich gave us some ideas earlier. Um, this topic idea came from my uh, my friend and coworker and supervisor. Uh, uh, he is the one that suggested this to me. Are you trying to curry favor with your supervisor by you? Yeah, we're, I, 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 we're not I, supposed I, to mention names here, Brady. What's up? Exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> he, he he knows who he is because, like I said, th- 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 this was a great suggestion, and uh, I'm probably going to be in trouble. So, um, <laughs> but um, it is about stupid warning labels or ridiculous warning labels on products or at places, um, because you just see these things and wonder, like. What the heck? Why did they have to put that on there? And of course, the answer is for behind every stupid warning label is probably a tremendously awesome story involving a stupid person. <laughs> Not to be mean, yeah. But um, but uh, he uh, mentioned that it was hysterical that his uh, his wife had sent him to get um to pick up a like a, a straightening iron. And the warning label on it was, you know, like he was throw, throwing away the uh, box and it said like, um, caution, like uh, high temperatures, do not put in any place your body, like mouth, eyes, and other places it will result in burns. And it makes you wonder what in the heck was going on that somebody thought that that was a good idea at some point. <laughs> so um, now, before you think, it's like, what are, where are we going with this? Let, let me start you off with a little bit of um, just, a, just a little taste. For instance, um, at a Home Depot, a product, um, a tool bought at Home Depot, there was a hammer that had a warning label on it that says, caution, do not use this hammer to strike any solid object. <laughs> Now, well, Gallagher, you could always hit some gelatin or a watermelon or something with it. 
Well, what else right. is a hammer going to be used for? <laughs> now, the, just to throw the other little like twist into this, we know that we a lot of the products that we purchase are made in other countries, and a lot of the things get lost in translation or yeah, some translation. bad you know directions. But don't strike any solid object flies in the face of it, and um, so you know this comes up with some very interesting scenarios, such as um. Never, uh, there there was an automobile windshield cover, you know, you've seen them where they look like sunglasses or they're reflective aluminum and it keeps the heat out of your car. You know, these are especially popular down in Florida and places where it's really hot, but it said, um, caution, never drive with this cover on your windshield. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I have to say I, I've, I've had, I've owned a couple of those. And I, I would never do that. I do remember in high school, I had a, a Ford Ranger was my first vehicle. And I can remember not waking up in time to defrost my windshield. Uh, and I remember many a mornings driving to school with my window down, my head sticking out of the window, yeah. and like a sock or a mitten or something trying to <laughs> scrape the outside of the of the windshield. So that would be about the same thing. Yeah, I think that happened four weeks ago for me. <laughs> you know, that, uh, we've all been there. <laughs> Um, to give you some other examples, um, I've got one. Oh, go for it, dude. Um, danger. Do not hold the wrong end of a chainsaw. <laughs> um, it's funny you should mention that because well, you'd only do it once. Advice, yeah, <laughs> once wouldn't be holding much after that, would you? Once, <laughs> once, once. <laughs> 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 that should be something, a topic who, who people who throw the T in the end of once, <laughs> once. Um, but Eric, it's funny you mentioned that because Husqvarna is a uh, Swedish company, I believe, and they are known for making good quality chainsaws and power tools. Well, anyway, on a Husqvarna chainsaw was, and I'm quoting directly here, do not attempt to stop chain with your hands or genitals. <laughs> This was on the warning label. Now, guys, I am not. So, so uh, what, what would that warrant a bweet if you tried? <laughs> it would be a bweet. <laughs> well played, well played, sir. I and I thought again I was the be... volleyball was set. Nice spike. <laughs> oh, Todd just broke the podcast. <laughs> Um, I, I thought I was going to be funny by saying just before you throw a chainsaw at me, just make sure you yell bweed, but that, <laughs> say that again, Todd, what do you have to say? A bweed. <laughs> I oh. just became that Mike Tyson gif, <laughs> gif, gif, whatever you call him. Yeah. Where, where, Mike where Tyson has a and peanut butter? Where he's laughing and clapping. oh man so going back to what you said brady at the beginning of this that means that somebody somewhere attempted to stop stop a chainsaw with their privates i you know i know those vikings are pretty tough but that even (laughs) you know like tag on it man um there's gotta be a butt crack joke in there somewhere but i I can't quite Um, it, it, on a little bit less violent one, um, a, a certain brand I won't mention, their television owner's manual says, 
do not pour liquids into your television set. <laughs> Some people need practical advice. Uh, so, uh, and I, I think maybe this begs another direction here as well, and it kind of ties in. Uh, you you see the commercials for whatever medication, and they always run down the list of things, the side effects. Uh, yeah. Maybe not so much warning labels, but, you know, if you take this thing, this could happen to you. And I can't remember which medication it is, but one of the commercials goes into the side effects and it speaks to a possible infection of the perineum. Oh. Now, uh, if, if you're not aware of where the perineum is located on your body... You're going to need uh, a compass. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to need a mirror probably. But, um, or a good friend. If, if, you, if you start between your knees and go straight up, that's and when, when you hit a part of the body from that point, that's, that's where your perineum is. It's um, kind of between two different areas. Here and there. <laughs> <laughs> to and fro. <laughs> Hither and yawn. Um. So I, I, I've always wondered why a specific infection in that particular area is possible with this medication. Uh, and I don't know where I would get such an answer as to why that part of the body would be affected by anything in particular. Maybe a lot of heat? A lot of heat trapped in that area? Well, it, is it just a side effect or is it is like the medication tainted in some way where it like <laughs> it, it, it like um, it, it, it's bad medicine? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> did you mean that? <laughs> yes, I did. I was hoping you did. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but you deadpan that great. I was kind of hoping much. he didn't. Well, that's true too. That that's oh, true, man. yeah. Oh yeah, man. I, well, Eric, I thought you were going to say with that that the the side effects are usually ten times worse than whatever the ailment you're trying to well, uh, to treat. And and, and you, you beat me to the segue there. Sometimes you listen to these things and say, "Well, now do I really want to take this thing? Because that sounds a whole lot worse than what I'm taking this medication." <laughs> yeah, like this. Uh, oh, I was reading up. They gave me a prescription for Tamiflu back when, you know, back in January when there was a flu bug going around. They said, you know, well, you know, just go ahead and take it. It'll make you feel better. And uh, I was looking at the side effects. It says may cause headaches, shivering, diarrhea, and body aches. And I'm like, that's the flu. (laughs) You know, like just with a Tama in front of it. And gentlemen, what is there's always that one side effect on every medication I think we all know what it is. Intestinal distress? No. <laughs> I was going to count to three, but I'm glad I didn't now because I'd have been the only one saying it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think uh, you, you've lost me. Okay. Anal leakage is always oh. one of the side effects. Uh, not always, but uh, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't read every medication, but I, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty common one. It's a it's a prominent side effect amongst many medications. You're yeah, correct. Yeah. One that everybody uh, uh, dreads. And it and I guess I get this image in my mind of all these people sitting around a conference table in suits, and they're all saying to each other, kind of like we do sitting here. How do we say this without saying it? Yeah, yeah. And you come up with the words anal 
leakage <laughs> in lieu of something else. It's going to make you poop a lot. <laughs> that, I don't that think be, so, though. I don't think that's what anal leakage no, means. No, I, 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 no I, I'm with Todd. I don't think that's what it is. Brady, the words you used would, would, would signify like uh, in being in control, maybe, or you have something to say about it. I think they're saying that you don't have something to say about it. You don't have a choice in the matter. It's going to happen. It's it's a seepage of sorts. (laughs) The same. Oh, this were this were a video podcast in Brady's face right now. The same. I guess there's confusion. Just tell him it's a dog, and he'll be fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the same. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like that discussion when we talked about the dog at the at the vet uh, with the with the glands. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. That would be leakage. I got same. You. I uh, got you. I think the same warning is on the uh, the side of a uh, White Castle bag <laughs> <laughs> or a yes. Taco Bell bag. Great. Now I'm going to yeah. get sued by White Castle. <laughs> Sue um, me, Mister White Castle. I don't have a dime, Mister Castle. Um, uh, here, uh, sorry, go ahead, Eric. Whitey Cassell. Whitey Cassell. Whitey Cassell. <laughs> um, here's a good one. Um, and you know, I know this is like um, one of those urban legends that's never been proven. I, I took the liberty of checking it, but microwave ovens. It says, "Do not use for drying pets." And um, which which isn't funny at all. But um, <laughs> here's one, and, and it's all about the description. On a certain deodorant company, it says, do not use intimately. Hello, deodorant. Well, that, I, <laughs> I'm going to use you down by the fire. <laughs> like, what, what, you know, like, I think I know what they're getting at, but. <laughs> Again, it's the suits around the table. That, how can we say this without saying it? You you pick your, uh, your, your wife up, your spouse up on the date, and, uh, you know, you got a, a dozen roses and a. Uh, a stick of old spice and just uh, <laughs> make eye contact and just roll the old spice stick up as uh, slowly as possible. There we go. Did everybody get the visual? I'm hoping so. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so so here's one. And I'm reading the front of the box of this this uh, product. Clinically proven nighttime sleep aid. Caution. May cause drowsiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's hope so. Yes, definitely. That's one. It makes you wonder why that was put there. You know, like did some idiot say, "Well, I took five of these. Now I'm driving to work and I fell asleep and hit a telephone pole. I'm suing." Do you think that's where it came from? It, it maybe so, but or it could be maybe alluding to. Because I have to say, I have been so tired before that I can't go to sleep. Yeah. Does that make sense? Maybe that's what I, they mean. Like, you know. Yeah. I, drowsy in a way where you feel uneven and floaty well, and you can't, Maybe you know. it's just their way of saying, no, we're serious. This is going to put you to sleep. Make cause yeah. drowsy. You know, like, yeah, we, we mean no, it. No, we, we, we mean it, yes. <laughs> yeah. We're serious. Um, here, here's, we, a f- <laughs> here's a funnier one. Um, on Rayovac... Double A batteries. If swallowed or lodged in ear or nose, see a doctor. Now, yeah. 
you know, I, I don't know about you, but it's Friday night, and I know as soon as I close out this podcast, I'm going to go stick a couple batteries right up my old schnoz, and, uh, you know, like, well, wh- who, where does one arrive at that, you know, juncture that it was well, a good idea? I mean, it's one thing to stick it up there, but then it's another thing to not know, hey, I may want to go see a doctor if I do. Or as their word, it gets lodged. That's yeah, a nice way lodged. of put, saying stuck. Yeah. You know? Um, I would think that a batter up your nose would make your nose uncomfortable. Keep keep running. Yeah, there would be some <laughs> nasal leakage. <laughs> I saw what you did there, Todd. It was a dad joke. Yeah, yes. Okay, so um, uh, a jet ski. Okay, here's another one. Never use a lit match or open flame to check fuel level. <laughs> so I'm out jet skiing at night at the light of the moon, and I was getting a little bit low on fuel, and so I just decided to get out my bick and check, and then boom. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I, again, though, one thing I think we're forgetting about all this is that somebody's done it. One person has ruined it for everyone. Yeah. And this one, it just begs so many questions. Not to, oh, excuse me, it's by a 6 by 10 inch inflatable picture frame. And I don't even know what an inflatable picture frame, what, you know, <laughs> what the heck. But anyway, not to be used as a personal flotation device. I guess it matters how big your person is. That's what I was getting ready to say, yeah. Well, why do you need an inflatable picture frame? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of any. Um, I've, I'm looking around my room and looking at different kind of picture frames. There's different styles. But I will say that none of them are inflatable, nor do they need to be. Maybe, maybe if you want to look at a picture in the bathtub. Well, well uh, there I was you thinking go. Maybe, maybe you would like to be in the pool with someone that doesn't want to be in the pool with you. Yeah. So it's... So, um, for the, uh, for, for that intimacy, you know, yeah. you know, uh, okay. So, uh, blowtorch gas bottle label contents may catch fire. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking, you're just run of the mill blowtorch. Uh, yeah. 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 Just yeah. your average. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much his job. That, that that is its job, hence the name. You know, that's. <laughs> but now, now this one is not a ridiculous jump for me. The way it's worded is funny, but I could see five or six year old me doing this. Okay, so this was on a Batman the animated series armor set. You know, the Batman armor, and it says. To the and it specifically says, "Parent, please exercise caution. Mask and chest plate are not protective. Cape does not enable wearer to fly." <laughs> yeah. Now I, I'm saying five year old me would have Batmaned up and jumped off the fifth step, you know, to try it. But that, that that's you know. Okay, so that that is two fouls there. <laughs> first, first of all. Yeah, and it's not going to allow you to fly. Second of all, Batman doesn't fly. There you go. Yeah. Now, he could Superman fly. Ape, yes, I, I get it. Superman, uh, yeah, you can't fly with that. But Batman, no, couldn't fly. Not without the bat plane. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is why, and I know Brady's hang up on this, why Superman sucks. Because Superman was too what, Brady? He was too super. Too super. Yeah. There's no flaws. He wasn't interesting. He was too, you know, too industry, you know. Kryptonite. Yeah, but that, that but but that's an elemental impossibility you, for that rare shred of an alien 
element to, to land in it around his person is a very rare chance. Well, while wow, I'm geeking out here, sorry. <laughs> I knew you would. That's why I set you up for that, Brady. You just poked the bear there, didn't you? Um, yeah. someone, someone needs to save this. Well, yeah. hey, I do want to say this, but it does bring up this hilarious visual. Can you imagine the emergency room doctor? So this kid's like, you know, heaven uh, for it. The kid's got a broken arm and the, you know, it's like, uh, doc, you know, he, he put this on and he jumped off the step and he landed. And it's like, you idiot. Don't you know Batman doesn't fly? What are you thinking? <laughs> exactly. you know, I get, that, That's that what Dr. Fiscus would have said to him. Yes. Yes. That's what I would have said. <laughs> okay. Um, got, got one here. Good. Go for it. Okay, so the product is eggs. All right. Label. This product may contain eggs. <laughs> okay. Okay. So why not put that on everything? Like, oh, I think y- they pretty much do. What this you may open it? Contain water. Yeah. This Snickers bar may contain Snickers. Uh, a certain percentage of Snickers. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think the idea is there are certain things that are more. Uh, apt to people being allergic to and eggs is one of those things but like but i get why you would if you knew you were allergic to eggs why you would go buy eggs yeah i, I get no but it's like that, that man flying part. you know you should kind of know right I, I get that for the most part i get if if you're eating something that you might not know eggs are in it or if you're eating something that you don't know how you, you know maybe have peanuts in it but like you said when you're when you're eating an egg i pretty sure you know what you're eating this has inspired me. I think we need to start running a disclaimer on this show and on our Facebook page, um, Play by Air Podcast. Disclaimer, this does not contain ears. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the spirit of the show. And I know we're out of time, and we need to go on to the next one, but this one was too good to um, not, uh, you know, not to uh, just give it out there. Um Todd, this is for you. (laughs) Marks and Spencer bread pudding. Product will be hot for heating. Okay, sorry. I I was being disgusted over your... uh, Read that again, please. The product will be hot after heating. Yeah. Yep. How about Um, it'll taste like warm snot with pieces of cockroach in it? (laughs) How about that for a bread pudding uh, warning? Yeah. I, I, How about not it? You know, it's Satan's saliva with. <laughs> so, so Todd, your dream meal is uh, from the Schwann's man, the uh, chicken Kiev with a dessert of bread pudding. Oh, man. Yeah. Chicken Kiev. That's Lucifer's volcano is what that thing is. It's uh and, and and you want to make it really bad, douse it with some water right before I eat it. That's uh, <laughs> right beside the pool. It's enough to make me up, Chuck. You know, I, I, I really think the bottom line on all, most of this stuff that we just said, it really is, it does not allow Darwinism to occur. I agree. Because I, I feel that if some of these things happened, that maybe you wouldn't need the labels. <laughs> And, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to give you another one, but just like one of these that said it was the directions on a package of peanuts where it said open package and eat contents. Yeah. It doesn't say somebody uh, needs some help. Open package, pour into a uh, 20 ounce uh, bottle of Pepsi Ooh. Ooh. and drink it, drink it, drink it. 
Dragon. <laughs> Weird science reference for the uninitiated there. Dragon. No. Not weird science, is it? Oh, it's weird it was, science. I thought, it was, I thought it was adventures and babysitting. No, no, no. Weird science. Oh, no. Adventures of babysitting was you don't leave here till you play the blues, right? Yeah. Because, because, speaking of bleeding, because uh, that guy's voice makes an appearance again when he talked about he, he asked the girl to dance and she kicked him and he said, I mean, rat in the family jewels. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that, that scene. Well, yeah. being someone who, uh, growing up, that's who I was most often uh, related or said that I looked like was a young Anthony Michael Hall. So I definitely remember him being in that movie. Farmer Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right. All right. Yeah, I was fine. So people, be, be smart out there. Don't do stupid things and read the labels. and Make sure you know there's going to be eggs in your eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And everything causes anal leakage. And Batman doesn't fly. <laughs> All right. So I guess I'm I'm in the cleanup position here. I feel like we did some good there, though, fellas. I feel like we've saved some people and helped some people out. I yes, think that, so. That was, that was our service to humanity here so on Play It By Ear. Bring us home, Mr. Fiscus. All right. So uh, this topic is called Stuff Happens. But, uh, <laughs> you you can... Uh, scatology happens. VC happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Whatever you like. Intestinal distress happens. <laughs> so, uh, this is based on a, uh, on a game. And uh, the idea of the game is that some group of people, some panel, and I don't know what, what you need, what qualifications you need to be on this particular panel, but... The panel's decisions were made based upon certain things that would happen to a person or could happen to a person, and they would assign a level of misery to that particular event. So the misery index, is what this is called, goes from 1 to 100. And the higher the number, the more misery that particular thing would cause. So... Our topic will be a game, and I, I I think my love of game shows was in one of our previous episodes, and I, maybe I'm just channeling my desire to be a game show host MC, because I seem to be going down this road of, of playing games. We did Family or Jeopardy Feud in the last episode. So this is the Misery Index, Stuff Happens, Scatology Happens, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use, VC Happens. <laughs> Okay, so... Anal leakage happens. <laughs> yeah, whatever you like. So uh, we're, good, we're just going to play whoever gets closest to the number. And uh, I believe in our last game, we drew backstage and Todd went first. So in this drawing, Brady will go first. And I will give you the uh, situation. You will assign a number on the misery index to it. Okay, so the first situation is spend five years in a third world prison oh i've heard stories and i remember that uh discovery channel documentary um i'm gonna put 83 i'm gonna give it 83 okay 83 todd so we're we're admitting here that you eventually get out 
Well, I don't necessarily, well, I guess five years does put a, a beginning and yeah. ending on it. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you die in there, I don't know. Maybe well, you, die maybe you don't years. know it's only going to be five years when you're going to be in there. Yeah. But I think we're overthinking this. Yeah, I think so, too. I, but 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 I, I'm going to go with my initial thought, right or wrong, and I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to go with 61. 61. Mm-hmm. The misery index number on spending five years in a third world prison is... 86.5. Brady. Oh, Brady. With the yeah. point. Nice. Hopefully, okay. Hopefully we get more points in this than we did Jeopardy Feud, which we got one point. Well, someone's always going to be closer, so. Uh, <laughs> True. Someone should yeah. get a point. Someone should time. get a point. Uh, my mother did say she did get two points play. Nice. Jeopardy. Great job. Linda. So she would have been yeah. the winner. Uh, Eric, so this isn't a uh, fam, or I'm sorry, uh, um, Price is Right. Where you, if you go over, are you automatically... No, not not closest without going over. Not, okay. not Price is Right rules, just straight up closest. Gotcha. All right, so next uh, situation. Todd, your first guess. Spouse has a year-long affair. With what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, uh, I mean, are we talking... According with, to the picture with, I'm looking at here, there are three human looking drawings here so it was with another human if that helps um <laughs> i but yeah so again we we have to go with what we've been given i'm going to say it could be an affair with uh you know maybe buying you a birthday present every month of the year you know i mean i don't know i'm just trying to be i'm trying to think outside the box here and i'm going to go with 65 65. Mm-hmm. Great minds must think alike, Todd, because that's what I was thinking, but I'm not going to do the, um, I'm not going to do the prices right. They can say 64. So I'm going to, um, I, I, I'm going to go lower than that because only because not because it's less miserable, because I'm going to overthink this and not sure. I'm going to go 45. 45. Yeah. So spouse has a year long affair. The misery index number is. 86. Ooh. So I guess what calls into question here is, gentlemen, your your spouse and uh, I guess maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. Well, again, I, I couldn't shake my first thought was it, that it didn't say a, an affair with, you know, we usually, the connotation, you know, it, it's negative, but I, my initial thought was with what? So I went with that. Sorry. So I, I guess yeah, the misery yeah. index, would it be worse if it was your best friend versus just some random person? Well, no, I just, again, your best friend versus an affair with, you know, booking uh, luxury hotels and uh, taking, you know, celebrating you being you. It's just, I was, I was trying to think outside oh, the box. Well, which, well, what's that thing that like, uh, what was it? Phyllis's affair at the Madison that used to be, it was like a day spa. So I, I see what you're thinking. Yeah. I, I need to not overthink this. I'm going to, Yes. I got the it's point, but I don't face value. Yeah, I got the point, but I don't feel I earned the point. Right. So one to one. Mm-hmm. Brady, you're up. Yes. Situation is facelift goes horribly, horribly south. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I ordered the large latte. <laughs> <laughs> Facelift goes horribly, horribly. That's horribly. that's that's two horribly's. Horribly, 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 horribly south. I guess you can well, place value on that however you like. 
Okay. I am going to put a lower number on that because it says it went south, but it doesn't say that you cannot have a corrective procedure later to fix it. So the initial unveiling of your bug and it, you know, where your lips are down by your knees is going to be a temporary shock. So I'm going to put 40 on that. 40. Okay. Todd? Well, you know, vanity is a... uh... It's it's something. I, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Okay, so the misery index number on a facelift that goes horribly, horribly south is ninety-one. Wow. Really? Okay. No. 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 Wait a minute. I, I'm sorry. If I'm in a third world prison in Azerbaijan, and it's just like. It, no, I, I, no offense to Azerbaijanis. No, no, yeah, no, no offense to Azerbaijanis, <laughs> but I just like um, that. That just like I don't know, does not ring true to me. It depends on who well, you're asking. I I couldn't think of the words, but I said vanity is a yeah blanker blanker. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's held in high value in our yeah. Society. It yeah. is. It is. I guess that just surprises me. Okay, so who got that point? Uh, Todd. Uh, me. I, yes. Again, I don't really feel like I earned it, but I'll take Uh-oh. it. Todd uh, Todd up two to one. Next situation. I believe, uh, Todd, you're up. No, mm-hmm. Brady's up. Yeah. Brady, you guessed yeah. second, right? Yeah. Okay, Brady. Rattlesnake bites genitals. Hello! Five. How long? I'm going to say 95. <laughs> 95. Todd? I'll rattle the snake. Okay. Does it say bweet before it does it? <laughs> it's not a sporty snake. <laughs> that, that would take it down the misery index, wouldn't it? Or would that take it up the misery index? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so sweet. <laughs> I was trying. I, could, I don't think I could top the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think I heard this story one time. It was an it was a an, an old Native American tale, and uh, man saves snake, exposes genitals, genitals chip, snake chip, snake bites genitals. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Eric? Chief Swolnut. <laughs> I was gonna say better haunt us. <laughs> Oh, so the story goes, I think, uh, you know, man finds wounded snake, nurses the snake back to health. Uh, one day man's going to use the bathroom. His testicles are exposed and snake bites his testicles and looks at the man and says, what'd you expect? I'm a snake. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the story. So it's wisdom. Go. I'm going to go 70. 70. Mm-hmm. Rattlesnake bites genitals. The misery index number is 93.5. Yes. Yeah. So uh, tied again at two. Next situation. Todd? I'm ready. Organ traffickers drug you and steal kidney. Wow. Um. I'm still alive. I'm overthinking it again, but I'm thinking I'm still I'm still alive, obviously, because I know that I know that I was drugged and it was stolen. You know, I'm I'm gonna stay right there in the mid seventies, seventy five. 
Okay, 75. Brady? I'm looking at the bright side. I'm an optimist. They did drug me. So, um, but uh, I got to say that's going to be pretty high. Um, you know, I'm only assuming, like, you know, that I do have both kidneys, but the pain, I, I, I think I'm going to go 85. Organ traffickers drug you and steal kidney. The misery index number is 85.5. Wow. Ooh, do I get two points for being Brent, close? <laughs> like, Brent, like Brady, number. you would win both showcases on the price. Yeah, of man. I think so. these people are being too sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sensitive. Brady, Brady, uh, Brady up three to two. Mm-hmm. All right. So next situation. Who's first? Me. Yes. No, Brady. No, Brady. Brady's up. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Brady. You have incurable hiccups. That's a thing. More. I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put it low on this one. True story. In my building, in every building I've ever worked at, I was shown a very wise piece of magic medicine where I could cure hiccups at a reasonably reliable rate and know it's not like scaring somebody so i get students sent to me to cure hiccups so I, real quick though brady yeah i've seen you perform your uh yeah hic, hic i can't think of the name of it but your your hiccup hic- stopper yeah and i will say that it's a pretty good cure for hiccups but it it can cause anal leakage <laughs> <laughs> and and the uh the other thing, the inflammation of the uh, perineum. Uh, perineum, yeah. Hiccup, perineum. oops. Hiccup, oops. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that a relatively low. It would be annoying, but it would. I, I'm, I'm gonna give that 55. Okay, 55. This like I just it just popped in my head. This is like a game of card sharks. It is. We're playing card sharks. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, uh, uh, what's his name? Jim Perry. The, Bob no, Eubanks. The, Bob Eubanks is the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, I okay, you know yeah. I'm gonna go. I agree with Brady. It's not it's not like life or death, but I think it could could be one of those things where if it's set in, it, it could drive you nuts. I think you, it could cause all kinds of uh, mental, uh, you know, distress, and it could affect every aspect of your life. So, you know, I get mad when I get the hiccups. I mean, I angry and. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I yeah. Every hiccup is is followed by a four letter word, and I, I'm not sure who I'm cursing at, but uh, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go. I'm going to go eighty one. Eighty one. Incurable hiccups. Misery index number is eighty eight. Ooh. Ah. So that's three to three, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Tie gain. Tie gain. Game seven or round seven. Okay. Next situation, Todd, I believe you're up first. Mm-hmm. You are on hold with the cable company for two hours. Oh, well, it could be worse. It could be a matter of them telling me that they'll be at my house sometime between 8 in the morning and uh, 5, 3 days later, because that's how it usually is. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go relatively low on this. Because just because I'm on hold with them doesn't mean I can't, you know, still make a sandwich. You know, I have watched some TV. A treat sandwich. A treat sandwich. A treat treat can fry up some Vienna sausages. 
but you got to be careful not to boil them because they can split. Yes, exactly. And you lose waterlogged Vienna sausages. <laughs> we did find that little yeah. nugget out. Nobody likes a waterlogged wiener. <laughs> no, indeed. Uh, I'm going to go low on this, Eric. I'm going to go like 38. 38. Brady? Um, angering, yes. I dealt with it. Um, I've been dealing with it, actually, where I canceled my satellite TV service three years ago and just got a bill from them randomly. And um, I spent a goodly part of a morning on the phone waiting. Angering, but misery index, I'm kind of with Todd that I did other things while, you know, I was on hold. So um, I I think I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go 60. 60. Okay, you're on hold with the cable company for two hours. Misery index number is one. Wow. Mm. The silence there, you could tell we are intrigued. Take it aback. Yeah. Todd, your point. I'll take your point. You're up four to three. All right. So, next situation, Brady, your first guess. Your hair caught in a zipper, and I'm talking about your pant zipper and the hair that would be in that region. How'd you get the beads above the freak? (laughs) Get the back team. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, a little something about Mary humor there. Yeah. Oh. Frankie Beans, Frankie Beans. Marky Post. <laughs> yes, oh. And uh, uh, the other guy from, uh, uh, the dad was from Night Court as well. No. Yeah. No. I don't believe that's him. Get I don't up. believe that's Mac. It's not Mac? I don't think so. Okay. Sorry. All right. I thought that was the Marky Post angle, like they brought two. I, I'm, I could I'm be just... wrong. I'm just not going to expound upon this one. I'm just going to give you what my gut reaction is, and I'm going to say 85. 85. Todd? Can, can you repeat the the <laughs> scenario real quick, please? Uh, your hair gets caught in the zipper of your pants. And what was the little disclaimer you said after that? Uh, the hair that would be found in that particular region of your okay. body. So if you had really long hair and you were wearing parachute pants, <laughs> okay. multiple zipper. Anyway, sorry. So here, clearly we're talking about nose hair. <laughs> well. Celia. Um, I'm going to say, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where it, it, it when it happens quick, it's, it's something that could, could be, the number could be higher. Uh, once it's done and you know it's done and, and you're over the initial shock of it, I think I think it tames itself. It settles down a bit. Uh, does can I ask what Brady's score was? I said eighty five. Okay, I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go sixty nine. Okay. Uh, the hair in your nether region caught in your zipper. The misery index number is twelve. Wow. Well, I'm assuming this. Wow, I don't know what to say there. Five, five to three. Yeah, I, again, I, the ones I'm getting, I'm missing by sixty, seventy points. I don't feel like I'm, <laughs> and I don't feel like I'm losing. Just, just for the record, I, 
You know, I, I said earlier that everyone was too sensitive. Now I'm starting to think these are some tough SOBs they're asking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next situation. Should, should we? More, we're down to less than a minute on our clock. Should we? Should we make this worth three points? Sure, a three-point sure. shot. Okay. So the situation is, and I guess some of these are based upon a dare, I guess, but uh, drinking a vomit milkshake. Ah, <laughs> got ashes in it. <laughs> uh, is it a Boston shake, Brady? <laughs> <laughs> You want to sing the song, Brady? It's got vam it. <laughs> I set you up to sing your song, Brady. We got to throw back to the other episode. Sorry. Please come to Boston for the milkshake comment. <laughs> I'm sitting here with some cup, and it's got lots of grotesquery. <laughs> There's some chunks from lunch that are floated by the straw. I'm sorry. I, it's getting late. Um, oh, man. Is it my turn or Brady's? I don't think it matters at this point. Uh, it's your turn, Todd. So, okay, I'm drinking a milkshake that yeah. someone has vomited in. No, I think the entire milkshake oh, is... Do I know milkshake. this? <laughs> that, 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 that matters. It does matter. Because if it's a surprise, but if it's like, hey, you're going to drink if, this vomit milkshake, you could steal your nerves a bit. I think that, I if think it's that it matters. a vomit milkshake, I would assume that so the you know it. milkshake <laughs> Yeah, I think that that comes into play. I think the diameter of the straw is uh, something that needs to be taken into consideration here. So, uh, so one of those big round UDF milkshake straws versus a yeah, like There's a swizzle a, stick, like a, yeah, like a coffee stir or a, even a Twizzler. Um, which, by the way, UDF went to that a couple years ago. What a bunch of BS that is! They just want me to drink my milkshake faster. So you buy another milk? And order another one, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm going to say, even though I feel like if you if you order a vomit shake, clearly you wanted a vomit shake, so you would be pretty happy, which would make the index lower. No, I'm going to say a that, dare. Could be a dare. Could be a dare. I'm going to say, though, that we, we've kind of taken logic out of this. You know, we haven't overthought it. So I'm going to say this is something that someone sees as gross. I'm going to go relatively high. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go 74. 74. Brady? Because I'm a desperate man and I need this three-point sh- three shot, I'm going to go counterintuitive um, because it would be very high on my misery index. But since the other the last couple have been low, I'm a gambling man, and I'm going to hedge my bet on the opposite of what my gut is. So I'm going to say 25. 25. Drinking a vomit milkshake, the misery index number is 75.5. And we have a winner. Todd, you are the king of misery. I am doing the uh, Zach when he hits a home run in chemistry class (laughs) over top of the chalk tray. (laughs) By the teacher's swollen arm. (laughs) Mr. Griffin! (laughs) Mr. Garrison! So, eight? I got eight. Yes, eight. You did get eight. I feel good. You. I feel good, yeah. Yeah. We need some fake applause or something, Eric. Can you work that in? <laughs> what are we, Boston here? Real hand claps? 
It's like an old riverfront stadium, the big fat disembodied gloves. Yeah. Brady, get that back out and see if you could do it along with the Boston thing real quick. We can take it out with this. Too much lag. Too much lag. <laughs> Think we can? Go. One, Go. two, ready, and. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish we could post a video of this on Facebook somehow. Is our is our video recording uploadable? <laughs> we, we we could always go YouTube Live. We hope our that YouTube channel to kind of uh, tie into that song. If you're a Boston fan, you might have recognized it. Uh, I don't know how you could have with that, but uh, sastified. Uh, yeah, hopefully everyone is feeling sastified after that episode. Yeah. All right. So uh, three topics. Uh, we we kind of went back into the bucket of queasiness. I think <laughs> we did our early episodes. The bucket never. The bucket's never too far away. No, no, it isn't. Closer to it every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that rounds out episode fifteen of the Play It By Ear podcast. Once again, you can find us at our home site, anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Uh, we can also be found on our uh, biggest provider, according to our numbers, Spotify. Uh, iHeartRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, uh, among various other uh, places you can find podcasts where you're probably going to be there. So uh, please spread the word about us if you enjoy uh, listening here. Again, we're up to over 1,100 plays, so uh, thank you for that. And uh, we hope you continue to enjoy it. Brady, you look like you want to say something. Oh no! I was actually just thinking. I was just thinking, uh, and I'm you know appreciating this all so much. You know, when we started this, never once imagined we'd get it to 1,100 listens. And every time I see those numbers go up, it's like, yeah, we must be doing something right here. A little bit, people are enjoying this. So thank you for taking your time to listen to us. But if we stay in that bucket of queasiness too long, it may go down. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, everybody has some uh, inner queasiness. All right, uh, so again, that rounds out 15. Uh, Stay tuned for episode 16 in a few days. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again. Join us next time as we play it by ear.